and prayer for all nations, not by might nor power, but by the Spirit of the Lord of hosts. I want to talk about night intercession. It's a very critical topic, a very key area. When we learn how to conquer our nights, we will take charge of our days. Because the womb of the day uh, is, is what actually activates what happens during the day. So when we learn to conquer the night, we will take charge of our days. And Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, even as I mention, as I share this word, let the door of utterance be open and the blood of Jesus minister unto each one of us that is watching, that is following, for the glory and honor of your name. I sanctify the atmosphere with the blood of Jesus and scatter every spirit of confusion and anti-word weapons in Jesus' name. So night intercession in 2 Kings chapter 7 uh, from verse uh, 3 to 9 is, is the scripture that we're going to read today. Uh, so we're going to read all the way to verse number 9. And God will bless us even as we continue reading in Jesus' name. And the Bible says, And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. So there were four men with leprosy. And leprosy was not a very interesting disease. Uh, when you had leprosy, you had to be separated. When you had leprosy, you had to be isolated. And nobody would move close to anybody with leprosy. It's a serious situation. And there are families... There are people, there are, you know, places that are experiencing what we call spiritual leprosy. And how do we deal with spiritual leprosy? First of all, leprosy makes one slow. You become very slow because the people that were lepers could not be able to walk fast. Number two, they went through pain. They went through a lot of pain because of the wounds that were afflicted upon them because of leprosy. Number three, they were isolated from the rest of the community, which means they faced a lot of rejection. Leprosy causes rejection. There are certain spiritual cases and spiritual conditions that cause rejection at the marketplace. Rejection, even in ministry, rejection financially, rejection in terms of marriage and families. We call those conditions spiritual leprosy. Now, the Bible says there were four leprous men at the, uh, at the entering end of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? There are conditions that do not live until you make a resolve or you make a resolution over what you're going to do. There are certain leprous conditions that don't go until someone comes to the point of saying, I am tired of this circumstance. For how long am I going to be in this situation? Why should I stay in this situation until I die? That's what this man said. And there are certain situations in families that do not respond to any action until the victims get tired. So you must get tired. And one of the conditions or one of the things about deliverance is that unless the oppressed cries out, then it is assumed in the spiritual realm that the oppressed is comfortable. There is nothing that shows displeasure in a spiritual condition called leprosy until the oppressed cries out. And the Bible says in verse 4, if we say we will enter into the city, 
then the famine is in the city. Then we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And I want us to look at verse 5 and what verse 5 says because that's where the message comes from. And they rose up in the twilight. There are certain mountains. There are certain storms. They are called leprous situations. And we've said leprosy, number one, slows people down. Men that are leprous, they don't walk fast. They have no speed. Leprosy makes people to be very slow. Number two, leprosy brings testimonies of pain. There is a lot of pain when there is something called a leprous situation in a family or in a situation. Pain economically. Pain in the area of health. Pain in the area of marriage. Pain in different types of areas. And the Bible says, they decided and they said, we shall go. Even if in this situation that we are in, we have decided and we shall go. And what does verse 5 says? They rose up in the twilight. As much as it is good to intercede during the day, to intercede at 2 p.m., to intercede at 11, 11 a.m., so 11 during the day, there are certain situations that require attention at the gate of the night. There are certain storms, certain libra situations. There are certain difficult moments that need to be addressed at the gate of the night. That's what the Bible says in verse 5. And they rose up in the twilight. Twilight is the time of the night. It's a time right before morning. When it's dark, there are certain battles that are best prepared for, best handled at the gate of the night. Somebody must rise up in the night. A family must choose to throw away the blanket and rise up in the night. And this is what the Bible says. They rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of, the, of Syria, behold, there was no man there. Their victories, their breakthroughs, favors, divine interventions that follow and locate people that understand the power of the gate of the night. Because the gate of the night is a gate of active spiritual warfare and spiritual activity. That some of these situations, it was a very tough economic situation in, in Samaria. There was skyrocketing food prices. There was a serious famine. There was a serious drought. There was a tough economic situation. There was a tough health situation. A situation that was followed by a lot of rejection and darkness and hopelessness and despair. They required to wake up at night. They rose up in the twilight and there was battle. There was victory. Verse 6, for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. There are three things that basically were sponsored by heaven. There are certain breakthroughs that are sponsored by heaven. When people understand the power of praying at night. The power of night intercession. And when these lepers came to the uttermost camp. Now, verse 7. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight. And left their tents. Hmm? 
and their horses and their asses and donkeys, even the campus it was, and fled for their life. These enemies will flee for their lives when they understand or when they realize that you understand the power of praying at the gate of night. At the gate of twilight is heavy breakthrough. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried things silver and gold. Number one gate that was open when these men understood the power of praying or the power of battle at twilight or the gate of the night is the gate of divine provision. The gate of sustained provision responded unto them when they rose up at twilight. And the Bible says they ate and drank. There are people that cannot be able to eat and drink because of battles that are determined, enemies that are determined to keep them away from the good things of this life. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, the Bible says, If you shall be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There are things for you to be able to enjoy the honey of this life. It takes willingness and obedience. The second gate that was open when they rose up at twilight is the gate of silver and gold. Economic gates involve serious spiritual warfare in the marketplace for you to be able to win in the marketplace and capture the gates of the marketplace. No wonder the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 45 verse 1 to 3 that I will go before thee and make the crooked path straight. There are paths that are crooked even in the marketplace, they require the presence of God to be straightened. And the scripture says, I will break in pieces the gates of brass. There are gates of resistance. There are gates of opposition. The scripture says in Isaiah, or rather back in Joshua, chapter 6 verse 1, that the gates of Jericho were tightly shut against the children of Israel. Those gates could not respond until what the Bible says in Psalms chapter 24 actually speaks out. It says, lift up your heads, all your gates. You know, and be lifted up that the king of glory, the everlasting doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? He's the Lord, strong and mighty battle. He's the king of kings. He's the king. He's the everlasting king. In whose voice or through whose voice the gates respond. There are gates of resistance which the Bible says... They only open before the voice of the king of kings. And the Bible says in the same Isaiah 45, And I will break in pieces the bars of iron. Bars of iron are stubborn obstacles. They are called invisible embargoes in the realm of the spirit. There are families that face embargoes in the area of marriage. They cannot get married. Or if they get married, they do not enjoy the fruit of marriage or the, the honey of marriage. There are people that are hindered from enjoying economic, uh, economic rising because of what we call invisible bars. They are invisible embargoes. They are invisible roadblocks. But the Bible says when they rose up at twilight in the night, the gates of the economy were opened before them. And the Bible says they entered into another tent. So number three things that happened, that, that happened when they woke up at twilight to go against these enemies, was multiple doors were opened before them. The Bible says there were multiple doors. They enter one tent, they carry, they enter another one, you know, and 
It was a whole change in their lives because of rising at twilight and rising at the night. They said one to another, verse 9, we do, not, we do not well. This day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. What are we talking about? When four men decided to sacrifice, when four men decided to rise at the gate of the night, to battle at the gate of the night, they saved the whole city. When few men, the Bible says, I sought for a man that would stand in the gap, that, that there would be a hedge, you know, around the land, around the city, around your family. The family was delivered when there was found a man. The city would be delivered when there would be found few men. Some men that can stand in the gap at the gate of the night in the mighty name of Jesus. There needs to be territorial deliverance. There needs to be family deliverance. There needs to be deliverance, generational deliverance. But it will start when a few people that feel weak take up and wake up at the gate of twilight in the name of Jesus. The night is a time of active spiritual transactions. And um, I want us to look at Matthew chapter 13, verse, 20, verse 25. A very interesting scripture there. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 25, the Bible says, But while man slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went away. Listen to me, my brother, my sister. That the enemy has no power over the ground, the land, the career, the business. The enemy has no control over what God has given you until you hand over control through slumber. Because in slumber you can hand over power. In sleep you can hand over your weapons of war in the realm of the spirit. And the Bible says, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears. The condition that the enemy requires for him to work against your destiny is a condition called sleep is a condition called slumber, is a condition called prayerlessness. Prayerlessness is worse than witchcraft because witchcraft draws power from prayerlessness. Prayerlessness is worse than satanic attacks because prayerlessness opens the door for satanic attacks. Prayerlessness is a worse situation than any, any kind of darkness because in the environment of spiritual slumber, there will be a lot of confusion. There will be a lot of trouble. And that's what the Bible says. Uh, let's look at in, in Psalms uh, chapter 91, verse, verse number 5. Even as we look at this scripture very critically, in Jesus' mighty name. The scripture says, what a lovely word, verse 5. It says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day. The Bible introduces us to a something, a strange operation. The Bible introduces us to a strange transaction. It says that there is something called the terror of the night. The terror of the night. No wonder many people, many sicknesses and infirmities, they usually manifest in the night. Because in the night is a gate. In the night is a spiritual force, which the Bible refers to as terror of the night. An arrow that flies by day. But now that we're talking about the night, the night is a critical time of active spiritual transactions. When you don't rise up at twilight, when you don't make night time to be your prayer life, 
then you might not have power over the terror of the night. You must choose several nights and wake up in the night to deal with this terror. This kind of terror frustrates many families, frustrates many homes. There is more likely situation that the sickness you are going through, the failure that is ongoing, the persistent rejection, there is more likeliness that that situation originated in the night. There is more likely situation that this poverty that seems not to go, that this attack that seems to be persistent, there is more likely situation that the origin of that attack, the origin of that darkness was in the night. The Bible says in Psalms 91 verse 5 that there is terror of the night which the Bible says you can paralyze when you understand the gate of twilight in the name of Jesus. And in Exodus chapter 8 verse 20 another wonderful, wonderful uh, spiritual, wonderful scripture here. In Exodus chapter 8 verse number 20. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up, what time? Early in the morning. In heaven the almighty God, when he was teaching Moses spiritual warfare, and Moses was dealing with Pharaoh, he told, more, he told Moses that yes, I know Pharaoh is your enemy. You're dealing with the spiritual Pharaoh. But this kind of Pharaoh that you're dealing with, this is how you're going to deal with him. And he said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, Pharaoh understood, or understood the power of the morning. How did he know? Lo, he cometh forth to the river and say unto him, Thus saith, thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. The Lord spoke unto Moses, and he told Moses, you must deal with Pharaoh in the morning. Because Pharaoh goes to the morning, goes to the river in the morning. You, sh you shall speak my word in the morning. And that's why he says, and you shall stand before Pharaoh. And you will say, let my people go, O Pharaoh, while he is going to the river. The Bible says that the children of this world are wiser than the children of light. Why? Because they understand the power of gates. Pharaoh would go to the river. Why would a king go to the river early in the morning. This was around probably midnight to 3 a.m. in the morning. Around 3 in the morning, Pharaoh would go to the river to do what? To reinforce, to reconnect, to renew covenants with the wicked gods of Egypt. This kind of power, the Bible says it is God himself. It is not a pastor, but it is God himself who spoke unto Moses. You shall deal with Pharaoh early in the morning. That is how you will receive victory. In the name of Jesus. Let's look at another scripture. In 1 Samuel. Chapter 17. Verse 16. Hallelujah. Chapter 17 verse 16. The Bible says this. And this is another type of Pharaoh. So we're seeing Moses is dealing with Pharaoh. Early in the morning. Because it is God. Who spoke unto Moses. And said this battle. This particular battle you're dealing with. You will overcome this battle in the morning, early in the morning, which means deep in the night. And the scripture says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse number 16. Now this is another type of Pharaoh called Goliath. And the Philistine drew nigh, morning and evening, and presented himself 40 days. And this is exactly the time when God sent David. God sent David to deal with Goliath at a particular time strategic warfare requires strategic times 
strategic warfare requires strategic seasons, strategic moments in the name of Jesus. And that's what the Bible says. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. In the course of the day, the Philistine was not there. Goliath was not present at lunchtime. Goliath was not present during the day. Goliath presented himself during specific times. And it is those times that God sent David to go and deal with Goliath. When you wage warfare strategically, you will use limited time to achieve victory. It is called spiritual intelligence. When you wage warfare anyhowly, haphazardly, without direction, how the scripture says, with much counsel, make war. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. This is why might works with counsel. There are things like Goliath that required to be addressed early in the morning. And this is what, if you go down, down scripture, you'll realize that at this particular point, David received the anointing to deal with the giant in the name of Jesus. This is what needs to be done in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray that you receive the grace to wake up certain times of the night, that you will spare some nights to rise up and deal with the pharaohs and with the Goliaths facing your family and facing the land. They will obey you in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You can follow us on, uh, on Facebook. This message, we're going to continue this message once again. So follow us on Facebook at Word Prayer Nations and also on uh, YouTube at Word Prayer in the name of Jesus as one word in Jesus' name. As we look into the second part of night intercession, you want to grow and to be a general in this area in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus over you. Word and prayer for all nations, not by might, nor power, but by the Spirit of the Lord of hosts.